Evening, everybody, and thank you for having me on to talk about this very thorny issue of sole estate agency contracts with onerously long terms. Now, let me start by saying there is one circumstance in which I think it is defensible for an estate agent to ask a seller for a longer commitment, and that is when the seller is insisting on a price, an asking price, higher than the agent advises. Okay, so the scenario where an agent says, look, it really isn't going to get more than £300,000. Uh, you know, that that's going to be the, the most optimistic I think we can get for it in this market. And the seller says, look, we just, we want to try it at 325 350 whatever it might be. In that scenario, for an agent to say, okay, I'll, if that's the condition of me getting your business, then I have to agree to it. Then in return, could you please give me longer to sell it? Because in my view, that's over-optimistic, and it's also going to make it harder to sell because then when we have to reduce the price, um, uh, it's going to make it f- look and feel tainted. And hopefully a really good agent will actually talk a seller down away from making that mistake. But other than that scenario, there is only one other reason why an estate agent would ask a seller to sign a lock-in contract for a long period of time. And it is this. The estate agent knows that they will not be selling that or finding a buyer and getting sale agreed within the 28 days that a really good agent would do. They know that's not going to happen. And because they want the opportunity to maximise their earning potential from that sale, or that property listing, I mean, even if they don't sell it, they want to have you on their shelf gathering dust as a property on their books for as long as possible because those agents are the ones who pursue, deliberately pursue a strategy of pile them high. Just let's make it look like we're the most successful agent with the most properties for sale because most uninitiated sellers will think, oh, they must be good if they've got all of them. But what they don't know is that many, not all, but many of those agents with very large inventories actually only sell a fraction of the properties that they list. But why would they do that, you ask? Why would they list stuff they can't sell? Because especially amongst some of these corporates, they have internal in-house brokers and referral schemes where they can milk a listing for a long time to get mortgage leads from buyers who come in and inquire about that property, but are never going to buy it because it's overpriced. But they get them to go and talk to them. So, you know, an uninitiated first-time buyer... The first thing they currently do, which is a mistake, is that they will contact an estate agent about a property to view. And that estate agent will say, yes, come on in and see us. Oh, and please come over here, sit down and talk to my mortgage broker. And bang, they've got them. Whereas what first-time buyers should do is get their own independent mortgage advice first before they start looking. So I think that an agent asking for a long sole agency lock-in is a massive red flag if you are a realistic and committed seller. Because... For an agent who says, but what happens if I invest time trying to sell this property and then the seller changes agent? Well, they won't do that if they believe that you're doing your best and you're doing a good job. They're not going to change agent. It's a pain having to change agent. So I know really good agents who say to their clients, if you're not happy, tell me. If you really want to move, I'm not going to stop you moving because I don't want to keep you with me if you're unhappy because that's bad for my reputation. Um, So in other words, if both parties are reasonable, the agent and the seller are reasonable, you'll figure it out and you won't need a contract. But sometimes relationships don't work and when that happens, the seller needs to be free to go away and sign up with an agent or or go on the market with an agent that they, they, they can just work better with for whatever reason. Okay? 
If you insist on keeping a seller on your books for longer than the seller wants to be on your books, you're doing it purely for profit and you are knowingly hamstringing that seller's chances of getting moved. I know a lot of agents do this because they say, well, those sellers aren't really serious anyway. They're just testing the market. They're never going to sell. They want silly money. They're never going to get it. We'll just throw it on our books anyway because it's going to help us look like we're busier and getting more leads. Okay, to those sellers that don't need to move, the risk is small of a long-term sole agency contract. They're just being used and milked by the agent, okay? And they kind of deserve each other in that scenario. But if you are a seller that needs to sell, signing a long sole agency agreement with a crap agent that doesn't sell your house is a disastrous setback, especially in a falling market. So I hope that is useful and helpful. I think John is a fantastic example of what an outstanding agent looks like. I think his wisdom coming from um, the veteran that he is of three housing downturns from going back to the 70s um, means that he's got golden advice for both agents and movers who don't know what a down market is like. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.